Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to Homegrown Daisy, the podcast where we dive into significant moments in our guests' lives and the jewelry that carry them through it. Each week, we'll be chatting to a different face and voice, some that you might recognize, some that might be new to you. They'll also be curating their own shoppable Daisy edit, which you'll be able to get your hands on with an exclusive discount, which is revealed at the end of each episode, so stay tuned. Now, let's see whose jewelry collection we're diving into next. Hello and welcome to Homegrown Daisy. And today I'm joined by TV presenter, podcast host yourself, actor, radio presenter, mother, the hardest woman in the biz, <laughs> and my dear friend, Laura Whitmore. The very tired Laura Whitmore. <laughs> We're all tired. How are you, Ruth? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank good. you for joining me. Well, we do this. We do lots of catch-ups anyway, just as someone watching us this time. Yeah, that's kind of weird, yeah. actually. Yeah. three cameras in our faces. I like it. But we were saying, that, like you were just saying, it feels full circle, because I think you were probably one of the first people I told. Yeah. I'm like, Laura, I think you're doing a podcast. Give me all your tips. Yeah, and I was talking about just, if, just my own experience with doing podcasts, and then we went to the toilet and we bumped into a friend of mine who um, has her own company and they make podcasts as well. Yes. And it all happened in the women's toilets. That's why we take so long in the toilet. That's why. We're, we're making shit happen, that literally. Was, yeah, I'd forgotten actually that was it. And it was the tape agency who were producing this podcast. MK, yeah. 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 That was so good. Yeah. Whilst we were changing, changing nappies. Changing nappies. I think I was changing the nappies. Yeah, you were changing nappies. Uh, changing. Not my own. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't that long ago, so... Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's so nice you, to have you You make on stuff here. happen quickly. Thank you very much. Um, so Laura, you have brought in your significant pieces. Yeah. And you could not narrow it down to five because you've got so many wonderful pieces. Well, I was pieces. wearing quite a lot of them anyway, so I just like start taking I, things off. It's um, fine. I feel a bit bare. It's perfect. I think we've got lots to talk through, so we'll go okay. through those soon. Um, now, Laura and I, we have known each other. I was trying to think back. Starts at like 2009-ish. Yeah, probably. I moved to London in 2008, so it would have been pretty soon And it was through our dear friend Natalia. Natalia, correct. And we have done festivals together. We've dressed up in ridiculous Halloween outfits together. I've seen you perform. (laughs) You have? Yeah, yeah. Because when I met you, you were a musician. Yeah, You still are. But um, yeah, so that's how we first met. Yeah. And then I feel guilty because sometimes I meet you without Natalia. Yeah. And she gets And angry. she gets jealous. <laughs> and then in 2015, we launched a bloody collection together. Well, I always felt like I was a Daisy girl from the start. I loved the brand. Yeah. Did I even know you were working with the brand when I first loved the brand? Maybe not. No, but I think I had 
seen it and probably was wearing it anyway. Can you remember your first Daisy piece? There was, I have so many I think it was some rings. Uh, but yeah, was it the rings or was it a chain? I'm trying to remember the first chain because I used to always layer. A chakra. It was a chakra. Yeah. It was 100% chakra because I have a tattoo of a chakra on my ankle. Solar plexus? Uh, I have the base chakra, yes. but I, I used the daisy piece of jewelry yeah. um, when I went in to Venice Beach in LA to a very questionable tattoo parlor <laughs> and got it recreated. It Did looks nothing you? like I didn't know you actually used yeah. our piece of jewelry. Yeah. And chakra's having a moment again, you know. The chakra always has a moment, but I love the idea of the base chakra, the grounding. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, I was huge. The chakra, yeah. How did I, it's the chakras. Yeah. I think I had them all. Yeah. I have them all somewhere. I remember, yeah. And we, cause we did them in two different lengths and you used to wear two of them, I think. Always wore two of them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the journey started in chakra and then we launched a collection in 2015. And I remember. Was it 2015? Yes. Eight years ago. Like I you could know. have told me that was two years ago and I'd believe I you. I know. Like. How good was that launch party? I know. Where was it? It was, it was a place called Tape. Tape. Is it still there? Um, it's still there. Uh, there's a music studio. Yes. Um, as part of it. Because the guy was quite vibey who ran that. Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, because I think the, like Danny from the script came. There was lots of musicians came. Jordan came from Rizzle. Yeah. There was lots of musicians coming. Yes. Um, but a lot of people knew the space anyway. Mm. And they came to the launch. And and the collection was very about music. Yeah. Um, and it just felt like a very natural fit well you knew straight away what you wanted the collection to be like yeah. based around and it was always yeah. going to be around the plectrum around music shapes yeah because yeah. we were looking around shapes and yeah. it was like circular triangular it's like what about plectrum shape yeah um like a guitar pick because i think i had this little like plasticky guitar pick i'd got somewhere that was like on a keyring or then yeah. on chain i said oh okay we could do something around this um, and then you you introduced me to the actual mechanics around it because there's ideas you have, but actually as a piece of jewelry or, you know, silver or gold, that, that wouldn't actually last, that would break. So we have to kind of work sure, yeah. around that. So it was, re- it was a really, really um, fantastic journey for me personally as well. And felt, out of all the collaborations I've ever done, definitely felt the most authentic. Really? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it felt very organic. Well, I think because we had a relationship already and yeah. like when you're playing with jewelry, I love it. And you were like, you were great. You gave me like free reign. Like I actually sketched ideas and then you made it. That's how it was. Like it was, no, no, no. (laughs) I've worked with like lots of brands and sometimes you, very rarely do you get to come in on that level. Yeah, sure. Um, And particularly when you're working with a brand that's already really established Mm -hmm. and well known and um, it's different when it's your own brand starting from scratch. But you know, there's that kind of fear going, this is how we do it. But you you guys were very open. I also just felt, as I said, I've always been a Daisy girl. Um, I love the pieces. Still always wear them. So let me stop you now. Who's your favorite jewelry brand, Laura? I love to say Daisy, don't I? You don't have to say Daisy. <laughs> no, I love it because I think Daisy is just very me. It's very wearable. And it's um, a lot of people I know who wear Daisy wear it every day. Like yeah. They'll put those pieces in and they'll just keep them in always. Um, I'm the same with jewelry. I very rarely have my good pieces. Like a lot of the stuff I've put in here, mm. I will have be wearing anyway. Mm. So I don't necessarily change up my jewelry too much unless I'll add a few pieces. That was what I was going to ask. That's one of my questions is like, how do you do it? Because I'm the same. I kind of put a look on and like have the pieces I gravi- naturally gravitate towards. Yeah. Yeah, I wear the same, like my, you can't even see now, but my earrings, like they're always in there. Yeah. Um, that one fell out. So that's, if it falls out, then that's, it's, we're screwed. <laughs> like, I don't want it to go back in again. But a lot of them I'll just like keep in always. And then I'm normally wearing like all my rings. Yeah. Yeah, and same with chains. Sometimes I'll change the chains around, but mm. like this is 
well, this originated from a Daisy collab that we did. You are my sunshine. So that would be like my everyday. Mm. And so many people I know wear this as their yeah. everyday. It's That's lovely. So nice. People I know and people I don't know. Really? And yeah. And I can't even, I'll get emotional, but I think I told you this before about the emails I get about people who wear this chain and and the song lyric. Mm-hmm. Um because that means so much and it's close to your heart. But it's, it's just those piece stick jewelry is, mm. I mean, you know more than anything else. It's its its not just a fashion piece. Mm. It's not just a statement. It's so symbolic of so many things. It's got nostalgia attached to it. Mm. Um, and because, it is fashionable as well. Because when we're creating it, we're kind of putting our own meaning to it. But yeah. when, when individual is wearing it, it represents so much to yeah. them and they're yeah. telling their own story through it yeah I remember yeah I remember when you first launched that necklace again yeah and you you text me saying gosh the emails I'm getting through customer service with people telling their stories about this necklace mm. it was so and nice. I read them all I read them all mm. um and then when we sold out I was like I have to get more pieces <laughs> I have to give the people the jewelry <laughs> give the people what they want <laughs> but yeah you're right it wasn't my story anymore you are my sunshine is such a lovely song for me and mm. I love the color yellow and mm. I I just I I always associate good memories to that but for you know for a lot of people that song was you know they they grew up with their mother singing mm. that or their mother might have passed away mm. and it just gives this whole new dimension to it and that's theirs now and mm. and isn't that lovely from one mm. piece of jewelry that just triggers that I know that's why jewelry is so good it's so good I have too much jewelry though it's good <laughs> I have well so that's much. why you couldn't narrow it down to five I know I know and that was just taking pieces off that I had on me <laughs> Well, that's good. Okay, we're going to have loads to go through. So I think we should dive straight into your significant pieces yes. off the back of that. I suppose you've already started talking about you, are, you yeah. are my sunshine necklace. So for those listening, Laura has a tiny plectrum engraved. It says, you are my sunshine. And this was one of the pieces that we made together back in 2015. Mm. And like you said, there's been so many stories over the years with people saying, oh, where can I get this from? I love that necklace. So you, I just said to you, uh, yeah. I said, why don't you just yeah, do it again? Yours. You, yeah, you yeah. said you designed it. You designed yours. it, you have it. Um, so I relaunched it under the name Ray, R-E, Father, which means new moon, a new era. And um, yeah, it's we only do like limited little releases. So it's sold out at the moment, but we will do another drop, another mm-hmm. stage. And for me, I think out of the whole collection, it's probably one of my favorite pieces when we did it. Mm. I mean, I love that whole collection, but that this particular lyric, I feel um, captured what it was about. Also mm. reminds me of the shoot. We did one shoot once, do you remember, in a rose yeah. garden? Yeah. And I don't just, think I was that. Oh, that no, you one. didn't. You I, saw the pics there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that was, it was just so lovely. I just felt that was very much what... What, and this this piece was was pictured then because uh, this was in the second collection for Daisy. Oh, yeah, it wasn't it was, even because we had the bigger pieces in the, the bigger first, pieces. Yeah, and I love the bigger pieces too. Um, and I quite like wearing statement pieces of jewelry, but a lot of people like smaller pieces mm. to wear. So I think this probably connected to a wider range. Uh, so yeah, I do it in silver and um, gold plated, and I love it. And so many of my really good friends, like my team who I work with, they all pretty much wear it most days yeah it's like a friendship bracelet yeah and I you you know I always think of yellow when I think of you oh I'm glad I wore yellow today it's a happy color even when I'm not happy I wear it just to try and give myself a kick up the arse I remember think I remember when I was doing like GCSEs and them telling us that the color yellow really encourages your brain to think does it apparently yeah and it encourages creativity so maybe that's why you're drawn to it as well oh god yeah yeah I do like to think (laughs) 
I didn't go through a stage of wearing. Sometimes you just go through a stage of like wearing black every day, and I sometimes go through that. But sometimes I make myself. Sometimes I make myself wear yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you're on my sunshine. That's one of your first pieces. Uh, Where do you want to go next? Oh God, there's so many. Um, Okay, I'm gonna go. We'll go nostalgic. We'll go way back Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people will get jewelry as gifts. I mean, I like to buy jewelry for myself as well. I think that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that will get gifts. And this was a gift of, I have a few different things I got from my my mom over the years and my parents over the years. Um, but this is one that really stands out. And it, it actually goes on a chain. I've taken it off the chain. Um, and I like it because there's no other piece like this yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, because my mom had it made by a jewelry designer in Ireland. It's engraved on the back with Laura, the force of the fifth, 85, which is my date of birth. And um, it's the symbol of the River Liffey, which is the river that runs through Dublin. And it's the symbol of the River Slaney, which runs through County Wexford. Mm-hmm. So my mom's from County Wexford, my dad's from Dublin. Um, and they've, the, whatever way the jewellery designer has done it, they've kind of put them on top. It kind of, in a way, reminds me like, of a music symbol from gonna, far away. I was going to say. So that's, yeah, 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 everything ties in. Yeah. Um, so this was made and um, there's like a spearhead and a little leaf, um, but the way they kind of, go over each other, it's like that, and it just hangs off a chain. And when did your mum have that made? Like, before I moved to London. No. Yeah, I think she's shocked I still have it. So really? Of course I still have it. Um, <laughs> and I love it because it's it goes on, it's quite a wide, I can't remember the, I think the chain it came on was quite short, mm-hmm. so I moved it onto a longer chain, because mm. then I can layer it up a little bit. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's a very special piece, because it's one of a kind, in mm. a way it's priceless in many ways. Definitely. Yeah. I so love that's, that. That's the parents. Gorgeous. Where should we go next? These are a recent, these are probably the most recent out of everything I've got. So mm-hmm. I'll go here next because this mm-hmm. is probably the oldest and this okay. is more recent. Yeah. Um, and these are from J.W. Anderson. Um, I actually met Jonathan years, years ago. Um, he had done a collaboration with Coca-Cola that I was DJing at. And he was oh. so lovely. And now he's obviously huge and dresses Rihanna. Um, but there's a little store in Soho. And um, last year they're I was really nice. doing a show. And what I love as well, I don't really wear earrings a lot mm-hmm. unless they're outrageous. And I love that they're different. I've got look I've already got Are they different hair. lengths? They're different lengths. Ah, I see. Oh, I love that. Um, and I was just coming out of a show, um, and also it was a big thing, it was my first show in the West End, yeah. it was coming out of the, between matinee show and the evening show, and I was wandering through Soho picking up something to eat, and I walked into the JJW Anderson store that's literally on the corner, mm. and I just bought these as a present to myself to say, no. well fucking done. <laughs> um, and then I think their first outing was the Glamour Women of the Year Awards. Amazing. Uh, in New York. Um, and Wow, I, that was a quick turnaround. I remember you literally like in and out. Oh, classic me. Yeah. Because um, I was doing a show in the West End, yes. so I only had the <laughs> oh, one yeah, day of off. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I, again, these these are probably, because I say it's a lot of jewelry I wear every day. These I wouldn't wear every day. Yeah. So these are, there's a few pieces that would kind of be, okay, I'll stick them on and I yeah. feel a little bit fancier. Yeah. Um, and I feel these need to be worn when the hair is up. Yeah. And then they are the statement. Uh, so that's, yeah, a little a little present to myself. Oh, gorgeous. I remember actually, yeah, you wore black. You wore a black outfit, you didn't good, you? good, yeah. Because I remember being like, whoa, you looked uh, amazing. Do you know, do you remember what my hair was like? It was like right back. Yes. My hair was would not move for about four days. <laughs> really? Well, so it's like literally in cement in there. Because um, that's the thing about when you wear long earrings, it gets yeah, cotton hair. Yeah. So there, there was no hair in the way of the earrings. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was that piece. Amazing. Um, right, so the next piece will be, it's a piece that I'm wearing now. And this is by Millie Savage, which mm-hmm. is an Australian designer. 
Um, I'm a big fan of Australia. A lot of friends there. I worked there for many years. Mm. And I actually f- discovered her online. Um, every piece is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a ruby. It's a ruby heart and a sapphire, like a purple sapphire on either mm-hmm. side. And I love it. It's quite, it looks almost medieval. Yeah, it does. It looks like it comes out of a Baz Luhrmann yeah, film really or does, something. Actually. Um, <laughs> and it's chunky. I like costume jewelry. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, another present to myself when um, I found out I was pregnant. And it was, a ra- I think, because it, it was made. And then it came the time that I gave birth. Mm-hmm. Um, so two little presents. So again, I feel jewelry <laughs> can really presents. mark yeah. certain stages of your life. Mm. So that that was that one. And I get I get complimented about this more than anything. Well, it is a big statement piece. Yeah. It's so you as well. Yeah. I love it. I don't think I've ever I haven't seen you not wear it. No, again, it. again, once it's on, it's, yeah. it's almost like my wedding ring which I'll talk about next because I feel once it's on it's it's, it's not on. coming off. Yeah, I love it. Okay, let's no. go on to your wedding ring then. So the wedding ring so that it's um an ultra fancy yellow diamond. I need to get that right. Um or my husband will kill me. It's from South Africa. He we were there at the time. And um, he had found this yellow diamond, which I didn't even know was a thing. Mm. But yellow being a color that means a lot to me. Um, It actually came in a different setting. And we ended up working with a designer, Olivia, to um, build it around a shape that I like. This, the other ring, um, Mm. my wedding band, the diamonds came from a place in Bleecker Street in New York, which is one of my favorite streets. Yeah, Yeah, we we talked so much about this. I feel like I'm telling you stuff you already know. I know, but it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then um, Olivia, who's uh, based in Hatton Gardens, she uh, is a friend of my friend Zoe, Mm -hmm. and she recommended her, makes really beautiful statement pieces, um, and pieces that are very me, because I think with wedding rings, it's so personal, Mm. and I knew I didn't want a traditional ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want it to look like a wedding ring, um, whatever a wedding ring looks like. So yeah, so we with that diamond, we had it made into to this piece. Gorgeous. That, kind of that yellow gold that matched in with mm-hmm. the other rings. How did Ian take it when you were like, can I rework this stone? Yeah. Uh, he like, <laughs> no, he was fine because also we'd always said when, uh, or if he proposed that he would just have like a pretend ring mm-hmm. and then we would pick one together. Mm-hmm. But that went out the window and he just, he saw the yellow and he's like, oh, that's the one I want to give her. So um, I think it was more about the diamond than we worked it around. I'm also, I think he's too scared to buy from me. You have told me, it, hasn't he got it wrong quite a few times with jewellery? Actually, wasn't you know, it? Did you, oh, oh, well, no, well, the locket I'll show next. I, like sometimes it's just easier. Do you know, my tip is just tell them what you want. <laughs> let's, not, let's not play the game. Just tell them what you want. Dad has never Apart from my engagement ring, which is actually too big, I'm wearing my index finger. Yeah. He's never bought me any jewellery. But, but have, I guess... Have you told him what you... Why would he? The whole You've time got, we've been together. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah exactly. Crazy, so. Unless you want to... Like, I just give instructions now because yeah. there's no point. Just be clear. Just be clear. Yeah. And he's hang, thankful for yeah, that as well. Yeah, it's true. Dropping hints just doesn't work. No, it? you just... Like, send a link. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have... Um, uh, Millie made a, a chain to match this. I saw that she does that and I was like, oh, here Ian, here's a, just in case, you know, you want to get something for Christmas or, I don't know, or anniversary, here's a link. Here's her number. Yeah. Here's, her, here's the Instagram. Do not get it wrong. But then sometimes I'll say that and then I'll forget. Right. And then like a year could pass by. I'm like, oh, you did. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm like, what is this package from Australia? 
Um, okay, should we go into the locket then? Yeah, we go in the locket. So I I love lockets. Yeah. Um. So this is also classic me. I took it off and I put it in a little bag to bring it here, and I've already knotted it <laughs> because I really, it comes in it's different. It's quite a fine chain. It's a fine chain. It? it did actually come a thicker chain. I um I prefer the finer chain. Mm. That was another thing. It came in a thicker chain, and I went back and I changed it to the finer chain because I I just think jewelry. You want to wear it, mm. so make it as wearable as possible. Mm. Um, so it, it's really, it's just, I love the idea of lockets. And I had a locket when I was a kid that you put little pictures in, nice. like me and my mom, which I still have. It's it's this size, the smallest head that you can ever really? see in the picture. I was like, <laughs> like where are we going to find a picture this exactly. small? Um, so yeah, so it opens up and then you get to put... Oh so I've gosh, got three charms, they're teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny. So... Um, When I first found I was pregnant, um, well, Ian had got me. Where did he get the idea from, this locket? But this was all his own. (laughs) So it's a little, um, a small little person. Mm -hmm. So that was to pop in there. And then since then, for different things, I've had had a shamrock and a four-leaf clover. So there's definitely a theme going on. (laughs) Um, And then I've got actually um, a new one, which I haven't put in yet, which is a little emerald, which I believe is my birthstone from Ian's parents. So nice. So it's just, it's, it's, I guess it's something that you can build on. Definitely. Again, for those listening, it's a little glass heart. Um, and it's just got like a hinge on the side of the heart where you can yeah. open it up to put your little teeny, teeniest, tiniest, most precious little gem, um, charms. It's so sweet. It's really good for stacking as well, the mm-hmm. length that I've got, because I very rarely will wear this by itself. Yeah. I'll probably always wear it with my, uh, you are my sunshine, Jane. So that's that. Gorgeous. And you have another very interesting ring there. I do. Um, and normally this is one I wear all the time because it's an, it's quite a small little one. Mm. Um, and you can stack it mm-hmm. as well. So it's a really thin gold band. And then what looks like almost a pearl yeah. inside it. But it's but not. It's not. It's actually breast milk. <laughs> uh, here we go. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> it's really clever. A really clever idea from um, a little company that had got in touch with me. And it's a, a wonderful couple, actually. Um, and they uh, came uh, to the house, actually. It was, it, was, um, it was just after, it was obviously when I was still breastfeeding. Mm. Um, and they take a little bit of milk that I had. For, I used to freeze. I used yeah. to, uh, God, I feel like that was forever ago. But Ugh. I breastfed a lot. <laughs> and there was lots of milk. And my freezer was full of it. And you give them a little bit and mm-hmm. they send it away or they dry it out. And they crush it down to what looks like a little pearl. And it's a little... Um, memory yeah. of how fucking hard I worked during yeah. that time because um, it's mad I think of of everything that I was juggling at that particular time um, yes because you, you were doing celebrity I, juice I was doing celebrity juice I think I was I was doing Love Island when I was yeah. breastfeeding all that time when I was yes. exclusively breastfeeding and and also breastfeeding is a choice but it was a choice that I really wanted to mm. to make if I could mm. um, and maybe they came from a guilt as well because I was working so much in that time mm-hmm. that I could still be there uh, for my child yeah. it's really cute isn't it's it because really it doesn't cute. look obvious no, no not at all um, it's like a, just a well a milky stone <laughs> milky stone but it is like little pearl like but yeah. um uh, yeah, it's a really fabulous little company and they, I think they do other pieces too but I just thought that was quite nice mm-hmm. and subtle and something to wear all the time and to remember to remember how hard I worked during that time I miss breastfeeding do you, know, do you? <laughs> yeah I think that kind of like <sighs> There's nothing like it, really. You almost forget. Like, I sometimes yeah, forget. I don't miss it in the middle of the night. I don't miss it in the was. middle of the night. I'm also like, where the hell are my boobs gone? I used to have really big <laughs> boobs. And then now and they've, dr- they've drained of every single <laughs> drop. 
They worked hard. They it was did. worth it. They did. They, they, you know, that's what their function is. That's what they're there for if they can be used that way. Yeah. But what a time. Like every three hours. Yeah. For months and months and months and months. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got your breast milk ring. <laughs> Should we go on to this other ring over here? Yeah, so this is another one from uh, my collection with Daisy yeah. that's no longer available. This no. So this is a rarity to have this one. Um, and it's quite interesting, actually, because this still has the Daisy stamp, because this little one has the Ray stamp mm-hmm. now on it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and the turquoise. I love turquoise. I Yellow and turquoise stone. and gold. Yeah, that's, that's just me. Turquoise is such a beautiful stone. It's a protecting stone as mm-hmm. well. And it's really flattering color to wear. And I love it. We did quite a few pieces. Yeah. So again, this is another one that actually you can wear with the breast milk stone. They stack together. So you can just layer them like, so yeah. Sometimes oh, I kind of yeah. do a little like that. Nice. So yeah, I feel I feel better now because I'm putting all the jewelry back on Was me. that in the first collection or was that in our second collection? I think he was second. second. Yeah. There was one without a stone. Do you remember? Yeah, that was just the outline. Out. The mm-hmm. I've also got that yeah. at home. Um, they're beautiful pieces though uh, because they're again it's the plectrum shape but mm-hmm. it's still not in your face and it's subtle yeah and I had a lot of friends who wear this mm-hmm. and who became obsessed with it because I, I had was it I think Ashling B mm-hmm. used to wear she wore it a lot and I think she, maybe she, she lose it or was that Denise someone lost it was like I need another one I need another one <laughs> um, and we got another one but uh, yeah, and also I just love the colors. So I've got a ruby on, I've got purple yeah. sapphires, I've got a yellow diamond, I've got turquoise. Um, so all all those colors together. Oh, you've got another daisy ring on. You've got your moonstone. I've got a moonstone on yeah. too. Yeah, didn't I mean, you just clocked him. Yeah. Um, I love the turquoise, looks so nice with silver and in gold. Yeah. It's a good. stone that works with both metals. Because we did rose gold as well for a bit too. We which did, is, we did do that. rose gold. Yeah. 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 Rose gold really had a moment. Back rose gold had a moment. I, I feel like people stick to the silver or the gold. Yeah. I also moved. I used to be silver all the time. Did you? And then I moved into gold. And now I'm hard gold. Yeah. Always gold. But I think there's nothing wrong with mixing your metals yeah. too. I'm more than happy to wear different metals. I'm more than happy to wear I'm, different I mean, metals. if you, if you want to give me a, a diamond <laughs> ring, I will wear whatever. Whatever comes in. Oh, I'm so glad that there's two... Daisy collection pieces in your significant pieces. Thank you. Thank you. Well, they're very significant. They are. It also helped me with my love for jewelry as well. Like during that time and kind of going through the process with with you guys. Mm. Yeah. So is that all your significant pieces? Have we gone through them? We have. Oh my God. We have. Okay. Um, So, okay. So we did kind of say this. It's been eight years since we launched this collection together. Mm. So much has changed for both of us. Mm-hmm. A few more gray hairs for me, quite a few more wrinkles <laughs> as well. Sorry. Uh, definitely more bags under the eyes. What has been since then? What has been some career highlights for you? For me, you have done so much, and I know I say this a lot, but you honestly are one of the busiest hardworking women in my life. I don't know how you do it. Like, how how do you do it? Actually, let's touch on that because you'd run all of your social media yourself don't you yeah uh, within reason and social media has changed yeah. a lot from when I first went on yeah, of it course. because I think when I first had social media it definitely didn't have work attached to it yeah. the way it does now yeah. I used to post a few times in a day like mm. I could post and I'd see something and post it mm. now I feel everything is so much more mm. considered mm-hmm. um, and so many things I do I, but my agent has access to it as well mm-hmm. now, which I would never, I'm a control I freak. I would I never have allowed that. <laughs> uh, but sometimes it's, if, if I'm doing, you know, I'm working on um, a clothing um, collaboration at the moment and I know that a lot will have to 
be done beforehand and sent for them to sure, approve yeah. and then and to me to approve and then them to approve and it's like there's so much it's yeah. not just a chick chick and then it yeah. goes up yeah. and I think back in the day when I started it literally was chick and I just yeah. used to put it up yeah. and there's an element I still want that to be the case mm. but it's changing mm-hmm. and then I have a little godchild um, Ida who is 13 now oh almost gosh, 13, 13 now. <laughs> and she's like Instagram <laughs> really? yeah they're on Be Real and Snapchat and TikTok and oh she just gosh, has no yeah. time for that. So I feel like what I think about my mother on Facebook. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I pretty much feel. Yeah. So that's so that's changed as well as yeah. my relationship with that, the way, with social platforms. Mm. And there is definitely a more work feel to when mm. you do it than there used to be, mm. which is a bit sad, but then mm. also that's how things are evolving. And also it is a place that you can monetize and you can promote yourself mm. and promote yourself yourself um as much as I complain about social media and I think there's a lot of negatives attached yeah. to it there's also a lot of positives mm. where if you want to say something you mm-hmm. can just put it up there you don't need a press release you can mm-hmm. just put it up there mm-hmm. but that means anyone can do that as well yeah but um yeah I definitely I think overall I'm happy it exists mm. um I just think it's trying to control that yeah within reason in that space for safety mm-hmm. as well and like you said you are so hands-on with everything you do mm. like but even just like booking this it's that it does you you would think that you would have you I've always said to you like do you have an assistant you're like no no I couldn't I, I could never you say that now but I know that my agency will be like well Laura yeah, technically because sure. <laughs> I have a team there who, yeah. who are great but then what happens is especially because of home life as well yeah. it's because it's I told you what happened this morning because yeah. I was like I'm going to this podcast it's like no I'm going to the photo shoot I'm like no no you're at home because I'm going to the podcast <laughs> so like sometimes we need to be over that as well just mm. for home life mm. sometimes I do think how do you juggle it all and you asked me that question about like what's been career highlights in in the space in those eight years I feel there's been so much because you evolve as a person Mm. the work I do has evolved um I couldn't do the same thing for 50 years I'm Mm. just not that person um and I know even if you do the same thing you evolve within that space my mother started um, as a civil servant when she was 17 and she retired when she was 60. Wow. Um, and I think she worked in two departments within that space. But she constantly changed offices within that time. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm really bad at being in one thing because I have so many different things I want to do. Yeah. So it's about evolving and and finding my purpose within that space. And mm-hmm. as soon as I've done all I can in a space, I like to try something else. Mm-hmm. And I, you've got one life. Mm-hmm. And I'm very blessed with the opportunities I've been given. And I'm very... Um, privileged to still be here doing it mm-hmm. and and that's why I think it's really important to to use that space if you have it to do the things that you want to do yeah. not just what you should do Definitely. because a lot of people tell you what you should do yeah all the time yeah but I yeah I bet I really clearly that. know what I what yeah. I want to do and that's I have to keep reminding myself constantly what that is mm-hmm. um, and that's what pushes me forward to mm-hmm. do new things whether it's do a West End show or making a documentary series coming out at the end of the year, Um, you know, working on a chat show and I'd love to do more acting in a Mm -hmm. different capacity. I've kind of ticked the theatre off for now. I will definitely go back to theatre again Um, and also have fun. Yeah. Just have fun, whatever you do. There's some jobs that I get offered that aren't fun really, and like you, something you might have to do Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, sometimes take the job that's fun as well because give yourself that as a treat. Definitely. Yeah. Love Island was a big... Yeah. Was big yes. for you. Um, and obviously you were working with Ian on that. Not really. Oh, I no, didn't because see he him. Was, he was, he, I see he him was, more now since I left the show. I see him more now. That's true because he could just be doing the voiceover from wherever. He just had to be in he? one place but I had to constantly move. That's true. Um, yeah. 
So that was, again, another logistical nightmare. And I was like, oh, isn't it great you work together? I was like, no, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Like, is it? Yeah. And also, it's really interesting, too, because I got asked to do that show before Ian knew I got asked to do that show. And I remember, I was like, I have to talk to him as well, because this is a show that he's very sure. attached to. Mm-hmm. Um because he was doing it before. He was doing it for yeah. years before. Yeah. And also, I, I, I had worked on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here mm. for like five years. And I had replaced Caroline on that. So mm. it felt very organic. And mm. I knew Caroline was very supportive that I would do this. Mm. But it also came with, you know, we were in the middle of this whirlwind of, of outside noise that mm. we kind of had to navigate th- through. So there was no real time to think mm. about the consequences. But also, I love live telly and I love entertainment and I love... A challenge. Mm. Um, I think that's really important if it's something you want to do and you think you can do. Um, and also try and bring a bit of you to it mm. and not just fit a mold that people might want you to be. Um, because people will always want you to be a certain or think of those expectations. Yeah. But I have a very clear mind of, of how I want to go about things and mm-hmm. what I feel is the fair way to do it. You've got some, you've got an amazing glam team, haven't you? I've got a great team. And yeah. they're like my really good mates. So yeah. a lot of that is... And also they're... It's, Things not as glamorous as you think. So you've no idea the hours and hours to, to wait around to do something. Yeah, and, and telly is so deceiving in so many ways. So many ways. Mm. Are you hands yeah. on when it comes to like what you're wearing or do you, because yeah. you fully trust them? Oh no, I'm, f- uh, I'm definitely, so Emma, um, yeah. Lane, who I've worked with for years. So I started out working with a stylist called Angie Smith. And, yeah, we've worked with Angie. Yeah. Angie. Uh, yeah. And Angie lives in Australia yeah. now. And um, Emma was her sty- her styling assistant. Oh, was she? Um, so I worked with Emma for years. And then I had so many jobs on location, Emma ended up being the person there. And then when I found out I was pregnant and then I was trying to, you know, keep that as private as possible for as long as possible, um, just without the, again, the outside noise. Mm. Um, so Emma was there through all of that. Um, trying to yeah. disguise the bump. Or I'd, be, or I'd be like, I've seen this thing I really want to wear. And she'd be like, okay let's see if we can make that work but I'd always send ideas yeah nice and we both love fashion I love fashion yeah. and I love how you can express yourself through it but I'm very much I will never wear anything I'm not comfortable with yeah. because I have in the past done that mm-hmm. um because you don't want to ruffle feathers and you, you just go along with things but then it's not you yeah especially if you're playing yourself I think mm-hmm. it's different in an acting part because mm-hmm. then you you're are playing, playing a, a different character yeah. and again I have a huge respect for I've got to you know be in wardrobe departments in film sets and tv sets and in theatre mm-hmm. and that's it's just what you can do with, with clothes. Similar mm-hmm. with jewellery. I actually, I should have brought, I have, um, Jenny was my character in 222. I have her wedding ring that do I've kept. you? Oh, that's yeah. nice. And she wore hoops because I don't really wear hoops that much. Yeah. But Jenny always wore hoops. What how, what kind of size hoops? They're about this size. Okay. Good everyday size. Um, good everyday size because <laughs> she was a new mom. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I, I have kept them. Nice. I should have brought them in actually. Yeah, that's, that's really But I've already brought in about 10 pieces anyway. <laughs> but yeah, jewellery is another thing that, because I took off this ring every day. Yeah. Actually, I that remember I took this off every day to put on my fake wedding ring. Yeah. And another beautiful um, actor who I worked with called Tamsin Carroll, who's Australian. Australians are mm. connected to me. Um, she was telling me this story when I th- she was doing a play and she, every night I had to take a wedding ring off and put another ring on. And then she'd get the, the train home. And she said one day she was on the train and she went, she forgot to put the wedding ring back on. She was like, oh, she went to her bag and she put her wedding ring back on. And <laughs> she said, there's a guy upstairs that went, 
<laughs> but what she was her the dirtiest no. look. And she went to go, no, no, I'm in a show. And he's like, no, he just thinks she's someone who's having an affair. But the sim- like what it represents yeah. just to be seen putting a wedding ring yeah, back yeah. on. Oh, especially doing that. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Before mm. I get home, must put this ring back on. Yeah. That's brilliant. Okay. Now I want to talk. Um, obviously, we are both mums. And one thing I remember years ago, when you were pregnant, but I yeah. didn't know we were sat there and you were, we were having lunch. You mm. were asking me lots of questions. <laughs> I was like, I'm really tired. And I had no idea that, I, that at the time you were pregnant and you yeah. told me like two weeks later. But one thing we were talking about is how the the juggle and you were kind of worrying about like, what's it going to be like when you become a mum? How have you, how have you kind of coped with the juggle, I suppose? I think it's a really interesting question. And I get a bit funny sometimes when I get asked that question because I, th- I think it was more other people's mm. thoughts about how I should yeah. behave or how it would affect me. And I remember when it came out that I was pregnant or more people knew. Because I think it was even going to come out before I had said it. So I remember getting a call saying, oh, the papers found out you're pregnant. They're going to write about it. And we <laughs> we were just like, I had actually um, done a shoot with a brilliant photographer called Claire Rothstein. And um, I... We had those pictures. I was like, fuck, I put these pictures out because I'm going to own this narrative yeah. Yeah. and not someone else. Um, but then it's like, oh, so you're not going to do Love Island. You're not going to do this. And I remember like Ian didn't get asked any of those questions. Ian didn't get asked how it's going to affect his work. Yeah. No, he didn't get asked any of this. Um, and I still think we, and we do it as women to each other as well mm. um, because we live in this, you know, patriarchal society that w- we still have these ideas of where our station is and what we should be doing. Mm. Um, and that I found hard because it was more the expectation of what so, I, sh- again, the sh- what I should be doing. And mm-hmm. I've always constantly tried to fight that. Yeah. And I probably sometimes fight it too much because it, it's, I feel so forceful and I feel that weight so much. Yeah. Um, but I really, I am really lucky to have these brilliant women around me. And I feel very blessed that I was not the first of my friends to have a kid mm. because I think you learn a lot from, you know, also you kind of forget. I remember my mom came over to help. I was like, oh yeah, you've done this. You've had a kid. You kind of forget that your parents have gone through what yeah. you're going through. Yeah. But the same, like you and I have quite a lot of friends who had kids. Mm. Thank God. Mm. Because I tried to get their experiences and your experience will be different than my experience. Mm. But I also know you're a very successful woman and you went back to work and that was important to you. Mm. Um, and I think we're quite similar in that mm. way because I knew it was very important for me to have my own identity as Definitely. well. Because I, uh, you just sometimes can... And it's again, we talked about the breastfeeding thing. You're literally having an organism live off you. You're... Yeah. you're you've created life and they're still living off you. And you forget, it's not just about the birth, it's what comes afterwards. Um, And then you can lose your identity and then Mm. you've all this other ideas of, of, oh, well, you should stay at home now. Or, oh no, you should be back to work now, but oh, do you not feel guilty? And you've all this and you just have to cut that out and just do what's right for you. And I think I went back to work the next week. Mm. But I also, I'm very blessed in the type of job that I have. I think I went back, I think I... I did a, recorded a show of Celebrity Juice on the Wednesday and I wore this incredible <laughs> 70s orange fluffy dress and I felt fabulous and yeah. gold stilettos um, because I couldn't be at, sit at home on the sofa. <laughs> and then I, my waters broke on the Saturday. Really? The following week, I went back and did a show, like I think about eight or was it, yeah, maybe nine or 10 days afterwards. Mm. Um and I had my glam team mm-hmm. and we dressed up and we played music and, you know, she was there with me. My mm-hmm. husband was with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we worked, I worked for a few hours. I don't sit in an office mm. job. 
um, where I couldn't bring a child in for eight hours because it's not practical. Yeah. But I could with my work. Yeah. And I'm very blessed for that. But again, he's like, oh, should you be doing that? Are you okay to do that? Are you sure? Don't sure. don't push yourself too much. Um, and I found that quite frustrating. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Just the outside noise. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, becoming a mum, there's so many different things that go around in your head. But I think like, I know we've talked about it before. I, I'm, I don't know how you can navigate it when you have so many eyes on you and so many people having a bloody opinion on your life. It's also, like, I'm Mech. like, I'm too busy living my own life to have an sure. opinion on someone else's yeah. life. Do you know, like, I yeah. just think we're too busy. I yeah. just, so I, and I also, there's a, I always think when someone else is projecting negativity on you, it's coming from their, yeah. themselves. So I try not to take that to heart too much mm-hmm. but it's hard if they say things that are triggering to you because mm-hmm. you feel guilty mm-hmm. and then someone else is telling you you should feel guilty that's really hard because you're yeah. like I fucking know I feel guilty Yeah. Uh, but you also have to pay bills mm. I don't work I don't get paid mm. it, I could say okay I'm not going to do this series of celeb juice I don't do that I don't get paid for those episodes mm. so I'm like do I go in for a few hours and get paid enough money like a stupid amount of money for compared to what other people get Fuck, I will, yeah, because yeah. that's my child sorted for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's some of those decisions. There's a lot that comes with that. The mum guilt is real. Yeah, and like, where the fuck's the dad guilt? Yeah, I think about that a lot. Yeah, I I went away for a few days the other week, and because I knew I was going away for like three days, I took off the week before. Yeah, so that I didn't feel so bad about leaving them all for yeah. three days. I still felt super bad leaving them for three days. I felt bad when I got back. You know, it's just like, God, I feel bad when I leave the house. Mm. I feel bad when I get back and they say, Mommy, why did you leave us? But then I I just look back to my memories of my childhood and I grew up a single parent um, household, my mother working full time. Yeah. And I just have really good memories of that. Mm. I It gave me a really clear concept of, of work ethic. Yeah. Um. And I think my mo- I remember my mom saying my one regret is that I was always too tired to play with you because yeah. she was so tired by the time she got back from work. Mm. Uh, I don't have memories of her not playing with me. That's nice. I remember us like baking together. And Great. I remember she'd always fall asleep on the sofa watching films. And I'd always be like trying to open her eyes. Go, watch the end of the film. Um, but that's not my memory. I have really happy memories. And I also have now grown into this woman who has a really strong work ethic and that comes from my mother so that helps me go okay don't be too judgmental on yourself yeah that's true I'm I'm the same as well and I I want to make sure that my kids see that yeah mommy works really hard yeah and And I I love your setup because you have a setup which I actually think would work in our house Mm. is when you know your partner is at home Mm. and it's 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 really confusing because years ago you wouldn't see the man being at home and why and why not because I actually think Ian does better at home than I do I think oh yeah Dan does does. sometimes when I'm at home for too long I'm like shall I have a glass of wine like yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) this is exhausting yeah but it's it's also your personality and there are some women who love being at home all the time yeah Uh, so I think it's complete individual choice but choice is what it is and it's only you who can make that choice. Mm-hmm. And also I've got friends that we mentioned who aren't moms yet. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I went on sad- last Saturday to my friend Dee and I saw Natalia and stuff like that. And I'm still that Laura. Yeah. Um, obviously I've got a human being that I'm keeping alive as well, which is an extra responsibility. But it's important not to forget. You don't just change. It's you not just your be- identity. And you're not just in mom. this club that ex- excludes all your single friends as mm-hmm. well. Um. 
So I think that's important to remember as well because it can be quite isolating for people who don't have kids because they feel like they're not in this club yet. Yeah, Whether they choose to or not. Um, So I think, yeah, I just, I try not to define myself by that. I feel like, I just feel like I'm really, I feel really lucky Mm. because I wanted to have a child and I have a child. Mm. But it also is, it doesn't define you, Mm -hmm. who you are. Yeah. Let's bring it back to the jewellery. Okay. Um, Looking back, what's your earliest jewellery memory? Like as a kid, can you remember the first piece of proper proper jewellery that you ever got? Or even just the first piece of jewellery that you thought, even if it wasn't proper actually, it's the first piece you had. I remember as a kid growing up in Catholic Ireland, the rosary beads. Right, yeah. And then when you're a comedian, you get your own rosary beads. Mm -hmm. You got your own little like, purse and then this little box that the rosary beads came in they were like little pearly ones um I mean what they represent now because I I definitely have a really tough relationship with religion Mm -hmm. um but for me I always try to think of my experiences growing up and I'm lucky I had a very positive experience of like for me going to mass was hanging out with my friends and this community feel Mm -hmm. and Christmas and carols and songs Mm. um I think the representation of what communion is in Ireland now has completely gone out the window. It's about how much money is in a card. Um, but I still remember this little, you know, rosary beads and mm-hmm. then a little cross that I got mm-hmm. um, and the symbols of that. And I remember, and the clatter ring. Do you remember the little clatter rings yeah. that people used to have? So they were an old school wedding ring. And I think Angel gave Buffy one. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <sighs> Very 90s. So 90s. And the cross is like, oh my God, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So cool. So yeah, that they're probably my first memories of of jewellery and that little locket that I had with me and my mom's tiny little faces. Um, and I have, yeah, I have really good memories of that. I think now with, especially with crosses and the crucifix and what that mm. represents, but for me, it has a different meaning that I still take a lot from. Mm-hmm. Any looks from the past, jewellery looks or fashion looks that you look back on and slightly cringe at, but go, yeah, that was the time when I felt really good. Oh God. Well, I went through stages and then I look back and I cringe and then I probably go back to it again. Like sure. chokers were a big thing. Of course. But then yeah. I think in recent years, I went back with chokers yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> Dee Moran wore a choker on Saturday night and I was like, she looks great. Yeah, but it just thinks that sometimes you look back and you're like, oh, what was I thinking? And then it comes back around again. I had this, um, I actually bought a belt. So it was like a chain it's belt. a chain belt and, and, a, and had, a low rise. Well, yeah, but it had like black leather going through it. But I... Maybe this is the first time I really created my own piece of jewellery. I took the leather out, yeah. got the chain, like soldered it together, and I had this big, chunky chain. Wow. Yeah, so I wore that a lot, a lot. You wore a belt as a necklace. Yeah, it's like, I'm talking like seriously Heavy. big links. I'll try and fish out a photo. I um, remember watching Independence Day, <laughs> um, the film at Will Smith. Of course. And uh, Will Smith was wearing this white vest. He was so fit. And he had those Have dog you ever tags. Met Will Smith? I ha- I hosted, I hosted with Will Smith no. this live thing for Sky. It was Suicide Suicide Squad, the film. Yeah, and um, we were in Leicester Square, and we had to host this thing together. What was it like being? Oh, he's in his brilliant. Presence? He's brilliant, which is why I know in recent times um, his behaviour, which he's apologised for. But he was a lovely guy, yeah. lovely to work with. Yeah. Um, but I just remember in this nineties film, he had this white vest on and these dog dog tags. tags. Dog yes. Tags. So I bought a pair of dog tags. <laughs> <laughs> and they came in this little um, little brown envelope. Mm-hmm. They came in like kind of army-esque. Yeah, and then yeah, you'd yeah. like, and I, it was purely because Will Smith was so fit fighting aliens. <laughs> I love the fact that you influenced by Will Smith's jewellery. Yeah. And who would have thought it? Yeah, in the films. That and Buffy with the cross. Of and, yeah. So you do, you definitely take a lot from yeah. what you see in the big screen as well. Who's the person that you've been around that you've just got, felt the most starstruck or someone that you've interviewed or co-hosted with? 
I've mentioned this a few times, but I'm a huge fan of uh, Foo Fighters uh, and Dave Grohl oh, yeah, and like Nirvana days. Mm-hmm. And so I, this is a tattoo that's actually his handwriting. Um, yeah, I know. I'm so excited. Wow. I mean, you can't you can't take tattoos off like you can with jewelry. So did he? So he, <laughs> he wrote, wrote that. that yeah, you. yeah. That's so I was cool. interviewing him for a show. So probably with him, the first time I met him, because I was a huge fan, mm. I was like, please don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. Please. That's the worst, <laughs> isn't it? it? Yeah, you know, of I, I, There's definitely people, they don't have to be famous, there's people that you look up to, yeah. maybe from afar, and then you meet them and you're like, oh, yeah. what a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was lovely. But I was definitely starstruck with him. And then I loved Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And I actually forgot I'd met her. Because I gave her, I gave her, did I tell you this? I gave her a piece of Daisy jewellery. When? And Daisy. Back in the day? Back in the day. And she saw Daisy written on it. Because she was like, oh, Daisy is my, Daisy means something to her. Is that daughter's name? Or it's her favourite flower or it's (gasps) a name that she was going to be called. There was something she was like, oh, this is Daisy. Because Daisy meant something and now I've totally forgotten and it'll come back to me. Drew, if you're watching this. (laughs) We'll send you as much jewelry as you like. <laughs> but I gave her, and she took it. And oh. I have a picture of the two of us together. But I also, I can't really, again, I can't even remember what she said back to me because that's how starstruck yeah. I was by her. I was like, <laughs> here's some jewelry. And it was one of the collection, the collabs that we had oh, that I gave her. And, and I just, yeah, I remember she was like, oh, Daisy, maybe it's to do with her book or something at the time. But it was definitely that word meant oh it triggered her um, in a good way. Mm. Oh, Drew. I love her. Yes. Okay, so before we go into some quick fire questions, can you just tell us what else you've got coming up this year? Uh, yes, so this year I am doing a collab speaking about jewellery. I'm a big fan of clothes as well. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on something for a while that will be coming out later this year. Um, I'm doing a documentary series, which has basically been my heart and soul in the last few months. Um, that It's not been the easiest thing to make, mm-hmm. but I feel it's, it's going to be worth it and it's been really authentic and I've really connected with it in a way I was surprised really? and, and hard as well because um a lot of people have been sharing their stories which they're tough stories to tell mm-hmm. um so that I'm really excited about I'll be doing a new chat show on ITV on Sunday mornings this that's, is massive so that's fun I mean I haven't started it yet we just oh. had meetings um and again I, I had an idea that was happening but then you don't know until you say it because yeah. Like this business, when someone says, oh, you're going to do this show, we really want you to do this. And then you're like, are we still doing that? (laughs) Have you changed your mind? Um, And I'm a huge fan of Drew Barrymore's telly show and her Drew's news and and all that. So I definitely, that's the type of energy. So it is very exciting. Um, So that starts the end of April, which is also when I move house. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a really chilled thing to do. Don't move house when you start a new telly show. (laughs) Such a bad idea. It wasn't planned that way. So, and that will be another thing as well with, um, when I went to look through my jewellery box, mm. boxes and I needed neater, I need a better plan. You need to, oh, we could get you one of these. And these. Do you know what? I have small, I've, this, this is a good size one because I have one that's about half this size, mm-hmm. which is a travel one, mm-hmm. but I end up not putting anything because, you know, I've got little travel ones yeah. and I can't see anything. Just I ended up buying a, um, a DIY plastic box, you know, for bolts and screws. <laughs> What to separate it all? Yeah, because you can see it That's all. A good because idea. look what happens. Sometimes yeah. this happens. Yeah, this happens. And when my mom comes over, sometimes she goes, "Do you want me to unknot any of your jewelry?" <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm into this now. I found a good way to. I'm gonna yeah. keep doing this once you start. Once you start, yeah. yeah. But this, this is. I love thin chains, and this is one of the things I have to deal with. And you have a podcast with Ian. I do. I number one true crime podcast mm-hmm. uh, exclusively on Spotify. Uh, so yeah, we do a podcast called Partners in Crime. Amazing which is 
about true crime stories. Um, I always think nothing is as strange or crazy as real life. Mm-hmm. Some of these stories, I feel, I'm like, ah, this can't be true. Um, and yet it is. Oh. Like there was one story about, um, which one am I tell? About this woman who had a lover that she kept upstairs in her attic for 10 years and her husband never knew. What? Yeah. I mean, he ended up killing the husband. Um, <sighs> and then they moved into a new house and he had kept living in the attic, even though she had no husband then. Oh God. Um, but me <laughs> and Ian tell those stories together. And then I think... We've had a lot of positive responses because I think we just tell stories in a different way than your average <laughs> true crime podcast. And your different opinions. And a like different opinion. I love a backstory. Ian yeah. just wants to get to how did he kill? What happened? Oh no, like, I need context. Did he use, like what weapon did he use? <laughs> or, like he's into, like I don't like horror films. I don't no, like gory neither. stuff. Mm-mm. Well, I want to know and what was her childhood like? Mm-hmm. And why mm-hmm. do you think, did she have daddy issues? And mm-hmm. tell me, and that's, that's what I'm into. The psychology of it all. He hates all that. He's like, get to the bloody point. <laughs> um, okay, Laura, we're going to finish on some quick fire questions. Okay. I've given up on this. I'll go back to you later. You, you were That's close. The jewelry. You were close. Uh, I think I'm um, Right. Quick fire questions. Okay. And I think I know the answer to most of these. Silver or gold? Now gold. Huggies or hoops? Little huggy uh, earrings or hoop earrings? I used to be more huggies, but I've kind of, since I start wearing hoops for Jenny, mm. I think they look good on me. You, you can't go wrong with a good hoop. But I used to not be into hoops. And actually for the Brit Awards this year, I mm. went JLo and I wore, <gasps> and they actually got them in a vintage shop on Brick Lane, these massive hoops wow. from the 70s. Amazing. They were, I like them so big, you can almost fit your head through them. Yeah. yeah. Or your fist for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, chunky or delicate? If it's on my fingers, chunky. Mm-hmm. Around my neck, delicate. Yeah, that is, yeah, yeah that sums you up. Mm. Um, clothes or or jewellery? I think they incorporate. I mean, when I'm naked, I'm still wearing jewellery. <laughs> we had someone else that said that. Did they? Well. Yeah. So she technically, jewellery. Like, you know, if I'm naked, I've got some jewellery on. I'm like, yeah. yeah, there's a thing going on yeah. here. Yeah, definitely. So you're choosing jewellery? Yeah. Okay. Um, one piece from here that you would save in a fire? Oh, God, that's really good. That's in. Well, I've got these on me already. This is why. Oh, that's true. You're clever. So Nina. clever. <laughs> If you see wearing all your jewellery, when you get out, they're all on you. So I've already got the wedding ring and the milk ring and the ruby one and the daisy one around my neck. You're fine. You're cheating the system. So maybe the one that my mom got me. Yeah. Because I don't wear that every day, but it's a special one. Okay. (laughs) And I'll never leave the house without. It doesn't have to be jewellery, just an item. I mean, I could be really like sentimental and lovely, but I'll realistically my phone. I know. Because everything's on it. Because your phone isn't about, it's everything, isn't it? Yeah, it it is everything. Yeah. And I have a a second phone that, it's my old phone, but sometimes I use it for like storage and Mm -hmm. kind of, and sometimes I use that to call the other phone to see where that is. (laughs) That's a really good idea. Because I don't use a landline anymore. Yeah, the main reason I had The only reason I had the landline was to call my mobile phone to see where it was. (laughs) So, yeah. So my phone, I know it's pathetic, but it's also practical. It's true. Laura, it's been so nice to have you on. Thank you so much. It means so much to you. And for you. It means so much to me. (laughs) Do you know what? It also means so much for me. Oh, (laughs) good. Thank you so much for listening to Homegrown Daisy. I hope you've been inspired to start telling your own story with your jewellery and build on your Daisy collection. If you'd like to keep up to date, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, or join our mailing list for the latest offers and news. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love you to leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts and help build our Daisy chain. 
Join us next time for another episode of Homegrown Daisy.